This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to the latest Ali La Rouge. On this episode, I'm joined by regular guest Keith Colvin and special guest Steph Jones and Jared Miles. Well, since our last episode, we gave Arsenal a reality check and stole past Porto already having qualified as top of our Champions League group. The, the Arsenal match, it was a joy to behold, really. And, you know, he looked quite solid, didn't he, really, for the first 35 minutes until the touchline incident. Keith, do you think that changed the, you know, the complexion of the game, the touchline incident, or was it, it was just like coincidence? Uh, I don't think, I think it was a coincidence. Cause I, if, I think if you look at the game prior to that incident, the goalkeeper had made about two or three good saves. He kept them in the game. Uh, the atmosphere was good, as our most our five kickoffs are for one reason or other. Um, but no, I, I, don't I don't know why that is. is. I don't know why that is. I think it's the uh, I think it's the Maretti and the twelve uh, man does know. But anyway, <laughs> um, but no, I don't think it had a burden on the actual game itself. I think you know Arsenal had a good side, we were in form, got some good young players. They were always going to come and have a go. But once we got sorted on top of them, I thought, as I said, I they keep made a couple of good saves before we scored. So, really, I think the press made more of that than, than really it was, myself personally. Steph, you're, you're uh, quite close to Arsenal fans, aren't you? Because you, your fellas are an Arsenal fan, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> what, was it, what was his impressions of the, uh, of the match today? Were they thinking, you know, because he did look, they were on a 10 game unbeaten run, weren't they? And he did look fairly organised in the first yeah. half hour, didn't he? But were they like feeling, oh, it's, it's bound to happen, we're bound to get hammered, or was he confident? No, I think um, that, well, the one that I know in particular, he felt <laughs> that um, they wouldn't really, that they might give us a bit of a game and that they wouldn't get tanked like they have done like the past, you know, five, six times that they've played us. But he always felt that they would, they wouldn't do it because they're too young. He just felt, you know, that they're not, the only kind of real experienced players they've got are kind of past their best. So they've kind of got, like Obama Yang and Lacazette are sort of, you know, they're really kind of they're good players, but that's their best. And then the others are really young. So I think they felt it was kind of, he felt 3 0 would have been fair. What the actual <laughs> was. He's had no idea. But um, no, he kind of didn't. He felt that, um, that, yeah, it was like well deserved. But he yeah. did think that the touch line. Um, instant did have a bit of a bearing, and he felt yeah. that that's not showed his naivety because he said that he should have just ignored yeah. how you know whatever clock was doing and just turned yeah. his face. But he was like patrolling the touchline, like, you know, kind of. <laughs> he, got, he got sucked into the confrontation, didn't yeah. he? Oh. Yeah, Janet, did you what, what were your impressions of that then? Did you think? I mean, it certainly lifted the crowd, didn't it? Because there was a famous song about uh, our blue brethren, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> it was ringing around the ground. Well, as Keith says, I think we were on top anyway. It was just a matter of when we got the first goal. We were, go- we were always all going to overpower them anyway, as we always do. They always seem to, when they come up north, they just don't seem to be handled, able to handle it, do they? Especially at Anfield. No. I mean, if you look at that, as Steph said, look at the last few results we've had against them. And, you know, they've been fours and fives, haven't we? Yeah. So, um, I mean, in the, in the end, it was, a, you know, it was a, Comfortable. You know, uh, yeah, it was comfortable. But, you know, I think in the first half hour, I was thinking, oh, you know, this looks like a proper Arsenal team from years ago, you know, from 
you know, but they are a young side. He's obviously building something, but as soon as Liverpool got that first, you know, it was, you know, it was, uh, he kept the ball well, Peter, didn't he? Yeah. He kept the ball well at first, but as I say, once we got the first one, we just started closing them down a lot more, especially the second half. I mean, there was, there was always only going to be one winner anyway, but I mean, second half, I mean, we just overran them, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Keith, I mean, more about uh, Joss. I mean, Manny's goal was from a set piece, but Joss's goal was a mistake by an Arsenal defender, wasn't it? But the way he took that, that, that was world class, wasn't it, Keith? Yeah, yeah, and the good thing with Jota, he, he scores all certain type of goals, you know, as they all do, you know what I mean? He's good in the air for the size. You know, he can hit from outside the box, which he's done. It was like sublime skill, wasn't it? He danced around a few players, put a few players on the backside and just tapped it into an empty net. You know, it was something to be old in some respects because it was just after the start of the second half and they were obviously still finding the feet a little bit more. Um, yeah, it was a brilliant goal. You know, mistakes happen, but you've got to capitalise on them and we certainly yeah. did that. It was a great goal. And for the, and for the third step, I mean, it was like um, it was a header by Jota, wasn't it? On some Mane, Mane ran down the wing and and crossed it for for Salah. It was it was the perfect combination, wasn't it? And what what an addition Jota's been because remember the clamour for Werner, you know, he hasn't set the world alight yeah. to Chelsea, has he? But I think Jota's Jota's a better player. He gives the team a lot more, I think, because not only is he natural, obviously Werner puts a lot of work in for Chelsea. But he hasn't got that natural finishing ability that I think Yachts has got. No, and he kind of does bring that some cliche alert. He does bring that something else, doesn't he? That Mane and Salah, you know, if they're both kind of coming in from like either side, he's but you know, he is there and he he will go back when he needs to. He can bring it up. And he's he is brilliant at heading the ball, you know, as he was for his as for his goal. But that third goal was ace because it was like the three of them involved and it was just you could all you could see it coming from the minute he got it his pass and you know like they just it was like we had just acres and acres of space and yeah. time yeah that. and Jared, the minamino got i mean it was he's only been on the on the field about 20 seconds i mean maybe a less than a minute anyway but i mean yeah. it was it was great to see him because i think he's he's certainly a confidence player when we saw him when he played against us a few years ago, we was we thought he's a player and we should buy him, and we did. And he's never really reached his uh, expectations. I think he never really reached his potential. But I think it's a, with him, with someone like him, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? It takes time to settle in as well. Peter's done it. You know, he's come over here and he's been over in the uh, the COVID era where they can't go out and can't mix and all like that as well. And he's been stuck in doors for twelve months. I'm down at Southampton with no one down there. I yeah. think, like, as you say, it's confidence in it. And when we did see him play against us through the season, he was buzzing rounds everywhere and we did buy him. And I think they're getting game time now as well, aren't they? I mean, the likes of Ox and all like that, where they're being left on the bench. and getting, It's going to, only going to benefit them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was at a, uh, a Q&A with Roy Evans last night and there was someone asked a question from the, the audience about FSG back in... Uh, Klopp in the transfer market but if you look at that team now when they're all fit I think that's a stronger team than when we won the league in 2019-20 I mean it's arguable because we lost Wijnaldum but I think if you look at the additions and the youngsters coming through um, I think it's a it's a very strong squad I mean Keith I mean do you do you, do you, you know do you think Klopp is he seems to be relatively happy now all the midfielders seem to be coming back from injury doesn't he 
I mean, they'll have to yeah, be. They'll have to go without injury now because we've got loads of games in December. Yeah, and obviously, but don't forget on the horizon of the African Cup of Nations, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, it's not a small tournament, be, by the way. Don't call it. Small tournament. Yeah. <laughs> it might get cancelled anyway with this uh, new COVID thing as well. Yeah, yeah. it might get. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, every cloud has a silver lining. Yeah, they don't put that But um, but yeah, so you know, we're going to lose two of our best players, aren't we? You know, mm. looks you know obviously. So last year when he didn't be placed. Van Dyke at Christmas, come back to bite us. Yeah, you know it's 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 a bit of a conundrum. to go out and buy another striker just for a couple of you know for six weeks, maybe yeah, two yeah. months at the most. Because uh, yeah. it's as we all know, Christmas and the New Year is a very important time of the, of the season. Yeah. You know, um, and games come ticking fast. And you know we're going to be in Europe again. We've got the FA Cup coming up. Hopefully, we'll mm. beat Leicester in the the League Cup, and then obviously you know that will come on the horizon. So. It's a bit of a conundrum for the for the owners and for the manager to go if he goes knocking on the, he went knocking on the door to, for the centre half and didn't get one. Yeah, so, yeah. you know it, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Mm. Mm. And also uh, Oxley Chambers, look, he, he's got into a bit of form, hasn't he? Because he's getting game time. I think that's what it's down to, isn't it, Steph? It's game time, isn't it? You know, I think you know he's. I think he's been trying too hard in the past. You know, when he, he's at bit parks and he comes on and tries too hard and tries to do the world-class pass, you know, the defence splitting pass. But when he started the last few games, I think he has impressed people, hasn't he? You know, I think so. I think you're right. I've kind of always felt that and kind of my heart kind of sinks a little bit when I see his name on the... And that's a terrible thing to say, but I think, oh, God. No. It is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> I don't mean... Um, but he's really, I feel the last couple of games, it's that thing because it's always like, I do think he's been trying to, or he always looks like he's trying too hard and he always keeps hold of the ball a bit too long. And then he kind of, it's almost like in the end, he just, he goes for the big shot. Um, but I think maybe getting a few starts or, you know, kind of longer time in the team will have really helped him. Yeah. So, um, I, I think also it's the, it's the lineup. I think when he... Um... When he played a few weeks ago against Brighton, and he, he playing against the likes of Trossard, and that you know he's a superb player, isn't he? But I think if you've got you had Oxley, Chamberlain, Henderson, I think it was Curtis Jones. That was the three. It didn't really. It was a bit on the weak side, wasn't it? That that lineup. Whereas if he's with yeah. Fabinho and Thiago, or Fabinho and Henderson, you know he's got a lot, a lot more um, chance to express himself. I mean, yeah. I mean, what about Thiago? He's like, he's just an absolute dream to watch, isn't it? It's like he's in training, isn't it? And he's just pinging these balls down the field, you know. I mean, the other night, like, he seemed to take it on himself, didn't he? Because he was the elder statesman and sort of in the middle of the park when he had that young lad with him there, Tyler Morton, who's done well, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, Oxley's, and he just seemed to revel in it to be the head man, I think, didn't he, in the middle of the park? He was just picking little, as you say, little passes in between the lines and all like that. He was, And the, the goal he scored was unbelievable. Like, he won it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on, going back to um, the Arsenal game, it was uh, Alisson's 50th clean sheet. So he's in the higher echelons of the top Premier League keepers, you know. I think it's only, um, it's only Petr Cech, Pepe Reina, uh, Peter Schmeichel, and Ederson, who've, um, who've got there quicker. So he's in the top five. I mean, I'd say he's, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the difference, isn't he, between us winning games and winning trophies and 
And as I say, I was talking to Roy Evans last night and he was talking about during the 90s when we were playing magnificent football, what, what were we lacking? And he was saying maybe a world-class goalkeeper, even though James was, you know, he was great sometimes and then he had the calamity stuff, didn't he? That was his nickname, wasn't it? But, yeah. you know, if you'd have had someone like Alisson in that 90s team, you know, it could have been so different, couldn't it? But with, with Alisson there, I know, you know, he had a few question marks against West Ham. Because he, you know, people felt he he was bullied a little bit, but you know, I think uh, you've got to look at defenders there as well, haven't you? You know, letting letting the uh, West Ham's uh, big bigger players get to him. You know, yeah. even going back to the that goal, uh, it was uh, the third goal did a nice. He started himself, didn't he? He, he clipped the ball out to Simakas, who has his on again. Imagine we mentioned yeah. before, he also got in front of them, didn't he? Flicked yeah. it on to Mane. It was like yeah. five passes, wasn't it? And then. Uh, Mane was away and crossed it like so. You know, if you pick when he's good with the ball at his feet as well at times, and I know sometimes yeah. he makes the odds rick again, like, but he, he picks some decent ones out, doesn't he? I like it when he tries to flick the ball over the uh, attacker's head and catch it on the other <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more of that. It was a knockout, he's on that to the Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a magnificent goalkeeper, isn't he? You know, and. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, he's the difference between us winning the Champions League and the league, isn't he? You know, be, I mean, he was the missing link, wasn't he, with, the, well, he, with he Van Dijk, really? Yeah, he's a, big, he's a big game player, isn't he? You know, he plays well in the big games and, you know, nice. we've had that many keepers, you know, you, you could write a book about yeah. them, couldn't you? Yeah, who, yeah. Who professed to be a great keeper and then when it comes to that one chance in a, in a game, you don't yeah. do it because they're not good enough, they're not concentrating enough and, you know, they make mistakes and... Allison's made mistakes. You can't say he hasn't, but he's 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 made a lot less more mistakes than he's made mistakes. Which yeah, obviously yeah. true. And he's won his he's won his big games, and that's the difference. Yeah. Well, do you remember the, uh, the the save against the uh, Napoli, Napoli in the last yeah. minute? Yeah. And that was the league. That was the year we won the Champions League. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. Well, if he was in Brendan, if he was in Brendan Rodgers' team as well, I think we'd won the league with him. But possibly, yeah. yeah. Like, possibly, you know yeah. what I mean? Because we did concede a lot of goals at the time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like, as you know, we win six threes and five two, you know, win all kinds of getting goals against us. But, you know, whereas, yeah. like, even against Palace, yeah. if he did come back, you know, I think if we'd have had him then, that would have been a, mm. a winning season for the title as well. Yeah. yeah. So the Porto, the Porto, sorry, go on. No, I just think it's great that um, how old he is as well, that it feels like we've kind of sorted for a goalkeeper now for the next, yeah. you know, we don't have to six, worry seven about years, yeah. And yeah, a yeah. young lad who comes in and has played in, um, you know, like in kind of, you know, with the youth team and or like in certain cup matches, he looks good as well. So it does feel like that we've got that position. Yeah, kind yeah of nailed down now for a few seasons, and as I yeah. just say, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that yeah. Keller has uh, looking yeah, out decent as well, as you yeah, say. Yeah. He's good with yeah. the ball and speed as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Didn't I read somewhere that was talking he might play in... Who Kelleher? Yeah, I think he used to play outside, out, out uh, centre forward or something when he was playing in Ireland, maybe yeah, years ago, sure yeah, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. it was still. Yeah. Uh, uh, not bad with his head. Is he? No, no, <laughs> <a joke>. yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, maybe yeah. why he's not buying a striker when the other two go to <laughs> African nations. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got Kelleher. He's got get, it. Yeah. <laughs> get him off. Get him off his deck chair in his yeah. goal and get him off. Yeah. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. So the Porto game was uh, it was bizarre. I thought. I mean, it was a 
what what surprised me was how strong you know the, the strength of the team. And I know people might say, oh, because he wants to win the game because it's a financial reward from the Champions League by winning these games. But it still was you know quite surprising, wasn't it? There were so many first team regulars in there. I mean, Keith, were you were you surprised by that? No, I wasn't actually. No, I think Klopp's mantle is the next game is more important, and you've got to try and win it. Um, Obviously, that type of game, you know, he's obviously changed the teams around in, in the League Cup games, we know that. But I think these type of games, he goes to win them, you know what I mean? And he'll pick yeah. the, the strongest side available to a degree. You know, he rested a couple of players. But, you know, as they had quite rightly say that, uh, Tyler Morton coming and he's, yeah, to me, a good well. little kid. Him. You know, he's very confident on the ball. He, you know, he's always looking for the ball. And you don't see it on the telly as much as you see in the ground. But he was direct, trying to direct play even when he didn't have the ball, which is... Yeah. A good sign, really, you know, for his own confidence. Um, so no, I was I wasn't surprised at all by his his, his uh, squad. He, you know, Robertson was injured anyway, wasn't he? So we had to play Simakas. Um yeah. so that was you know, so it was always gonna be a strong side as much as he could be for me, like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Gerard, I mean what anyone stand out on I mean, I think we'll all agree Tiago was the uh, was the man of the match, wasn't he, you know? I mean, what I mean, yeah. it was worth going. It was worth going, wasn't it? Just for his goal to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was Gerard esque, wasn't it? It was Gerard esque. It was like yeah. a rocket, yeah. wasn't it? It was like just zipped along the floor. Yeah, it was a combination between Gerard's goal against Olympiacos and uh, and West Ham, wasn't it? Because it was outside of the foot, wasn't yeah. it? But it was a, like an extra set missile, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. right into the. Yeah. I'm just talking about the, uh, the strength of the team now. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, even the bench on Wednesday was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. That's one of our strongest benches for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all yeah. seem to be coming back. You know, Milner, you, you know, you're getting um, Hofi, Kayser and Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones to come back as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So we, whenever team he does play now, it's always going to be a, it's going to have a, a strong size out, isn't it? Because we've got that many good players now all coming back as well. Yeah. So we've got... Um... You know, we've got Southampton next and, you know, it's we've got to keep, you've got to win every game now, haven't you? Because basically, you know, Chelsea are relentless at the moment, aren't they? And we've yeah. just got to keep, you know, uh, we've got to keep up with them, haven't we? And, you know, surely they're going to have a bad patch so, sometime, but we've got to win every game. So it's a must-win game. But looking at the stats, Liverpool are the only team to have scored in all 12 of their Premier League matches this season. We found the net in each of the last 22 league games overall, netting at least twice in 18 of those, including each of the last nine. So, I mean, we're scoring goals, you know, for fun, aren't we? So, it's like Southampton, just, can you see them being any threat, Steph? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, they started off quite well, didn't they? And then they kind of had that, I think they lost to Norwich. Was it in their last game or whatever? So they seem to have like kind of maybe just levelled off a little bit. But it's always kind of quite hard against them. Um, I mean, I don't think, I, I think we'll, you know, kind of, I don't think there'll be a threat in that I think we'll win. I think that would, you know, that's a kind of definite. Um, but I do think it could, you know, it can be hard playing against them because they kind of like to play a bit like we do, don't they? They go to like, you know, to try and press high up the pitch and stuff. So I think it'll be like quite hard, a bit of a battle, but um, I think we'll, you know, yeah. I don't think they'll stop off. Well, stop Keith, are you, what do you reckon? I think uh, you got any threats there? 
I think Goss certainly got tested. That wore prowses, you know, he's a good footballer, he's a good isn't player, he? Isn't he? He's good yeah, little yeah, midfielder, yeah. he's good on the dead ball situation. So, you know, he's always at the, to get free kicks in and around the uh, box, he's going to be a threat. That's Shea, um, Shea Adams, you know, he's a handful sometimes, you know, he can put himself about a bit. So, yeah, I've got threats, you know what I mean? But I tend to think that, you know, we, we, we you know, we should win the game. But, you know, the Brighton game was a wake up call to a degree, or Brighton, a, a different team to, to Southampton in some ways. But, no, you know, and I know it's an old cliche, but there's not many easy games in the league, is there? So, no, if no. you're not if you're not concentrating from the start to the finish, you're going to, you're going to come unstuck. So, I think Southampton, you know, today on Berets, you know, they're the Premier League side for a long time now, so they've got an half decent man. Now he's seen to be yeah. linked with a few jobs every time they come around. So, I think I don't think it'll be as easy as we probably like it to be, but I, I can see. It's, I need. I think we'll win because I, I do feel that. Uh, I know you're saying I'm sorry. I've just got a funny feeling United will get a, a, some sort of result there on Sunday. So I think we need to put the pressure on Chelsea by winning. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah, I think we'll win, to be honest. So, so yeah, Ed, you, were, um, you probably remember when you were a kid, the uh, Bill Shankly calling them an alehouse team. Well, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, not a, they're not an alehouse team now, are they? They do, they do try and play football, don't they? <clears throat> No, as uh, Stefan Keats said, they, they, they've got a few good players, like a good football inside. But uh, you know, they're not going to—they're not going to be one of them teams that come and really push us, try and cut on the front foot, already Because you know what we're like on the counter as well. But I, I fancy us comfortably, to be honest with you, Peter. Yeah, I fancy yeah. us. Uh, I fancy another three or four, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know they've you got know. as I say, they've got Shea Adams, they've got uh, Ward Prowse, yeah. they've got the uh, the other lads up front, uh, the lad the uh, Armstrong. They've got two lads called Armstrong, haven't they? Yeah, but, um, as I say, I fancy us. You're not one of these that... people who put 4 0 on every home game, are you? Or no, I put 4 1 this week, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but as I say, I fancy us. I mean, the, the form we're in and the players and the, the, the squad's uh, getting stronger and stronger now all the time, and that the players, everyone's getting game time. So, as I say, I, I've got no worries who we play now, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so if we get a good result against Southampton, that sets us up nicely for a. Uh, uh, a little game against uh, our rivals Everton <laughs> uh, next Wednesday I believe it is and it's December so we can start singing Come All Ye Faithful yeah it's December and uh, we've also got a few Christmas songs for uh, Everton a few Manny ones yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Keith well, another... mean, you know Everton are like um, they're going through a terrible patch aren't they because, you know various reasons and that but you know just the type of game that Benitez has a relish to try and get a nil-nil. <laughs> but that's another one when we do yeah. play them. At, sorry, if, I, I think if uh, you get the first goal against them, I mean, the, the atmosphere is going to be horrible. You know, they'll be turning against their own, their own team again, won't they? Yeah, well, they, can't, they, have, they have done a few times. <laughs> it, will become, it will become toxic, yeah. yeah. It will become toxic, but I think, um, you know... Obviously, I mean Liverpool. Just, I think they'll totally outclass them. You know, I think they will. It's just whether think, they I go. I, I think whether they go for the Benitez might go for the dogs of war element, money of like, like just let's lot let them pass. You know, let's. Well, get, they haven't got the players. Do that, Peter. No, they haven't got the players with the no. dogs of war, have they? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. You haven't got. You haven't got. You know, I'm sure because it's a derby and because they've uh, they're at home. And because they've had such poor results recently, they're going to be get flying into tackles. They are. They're definitely going to do it. 
yeah, plays, plays that, into that, our that 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 plays into plays our into hands. Then people think they start so, yeah. doing that. Bit but like that, last that season. Only, yeah, that can only happen. Sorry, Keith. The way they start throwing tackles and like that, we we'll, you know we'll just pass the ball around them. But he, but even if they do, you know, catch a few players, that'll only last ten minutes. But you can't tackle them yeah. anymore, can you? You're getting booked, yeah. exactly. so that won't last very long anyway. Because yeah. as Jared quite rightly said, well, we just pass the ball around them anyway, um, or does someone will get sent off, and then the, the game will be dead and buried. I, I can't wait to be honest. With you. I, I do, hopefully, do you I'll think we'll sing? Uh, do you think we'll sing Rafa's name? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be it's when gonna the tears one goes. It when we put yeah. the tears one in. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> definitely. It's gonna be. It, you know what? Just, just. Going to United the other week was was brilliant, but I, I just yeah. hope I can get a ticket for Wednesday because you haven't gone at the moment. Because I feel, as Jared said, you know, you're confident for Saturday. I, I feel we're going to absolutely annihilate Evan. Yeah. And probably come back to bite and see Oh, well, that's what I think. He's more confident than that. He's never off the floor. Eh? Jesus yeah. Christ, never seen a place on the floor in my life. I, I think people obviously, Takori's uh, still injured, isn't he? Think is he still injured? Or he's a, it doesn't matter. I, I think don't care. Yeah. I think he's the only. He's the he's the only one that kept them together. Wasn't yeah, but he? if they had their strongest side out and we put our strongest side out, <coughs> we beat them. We got yeah, yeah, side. yeah. It's as yeah. simple as that. Um, and our players are motivated. You don't need to motivate them for that. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Everton think you know they're the most you know motivated team. You know, all this, all this, that, and the other. Yeah. Our players, Anderson will probably play. I would suggest yeah. if he doesn't play Saturday, he'll put him in then. And he'll just get the he'll just get them playing, and I can't see an order outcome other than a comfortable Liverpool win. Yeah, I say I could come back to bite me on the backside saying that. But so I, I was doing it. Um, did an interview with Ian Rush this week over uh, BT Sports. Are going to do a documentary on the Boot Room Boys. You know the uh, mm. uh, the book. And yeah. I asked Ian Rush what his favourite derby match and do you reckon Gerard? What do you reckon his favourite derby match was? It Goodison? Is it was it all that ones? Was it there? <laughs> November of uh, 81 was it uh, the 5 0 game? 82, wasn't <laughs> it? 82. Well, 81, we won 1 0 the year before then. Yeah. <laughs> 82, yeah. 82, yeah. yeah. yeah believe yeah, it or so, not, yeah. that was his favourite derby game. Get away. But then yeah. he said, <laughs> apart from and, yeah, Peter, uh, the FA Cup final <laughs> when he hit the camera. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah. 86, yeah, but uh, no, 85, 82 was all of ours, I think, wasn't it? For the yeah, yeah. league games, obviously the cup yeah. games that are uh, 86 won, but for that one, yeah. Gotta be everyone's on there. Steph, in terms of trips to Goodison, what, have you got any favourites? Um, McAllister's got to be up there, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was a great one. <coughs> God, I don't think since then. Mane's won the last minute. Mane in the last minute, yeah. Was it Glenn Keeley when he got sent off pulling Doug Leach back after about 30 seconds? That was Rushy's one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah, the Russian one. So it's the same game, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, so yeah that was yeah. that was hilarious. That that was just yeah. for the old. Because you never you never kicked the ball for them again. You went on. No, that was Alan Waddle's goal wasn't bad, was it? Alan Waddle, yeah. yeah. Alan Waddle. Yeah. That was his <laughs> only goal. That was his only goal as well for us, Peter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I think you know we. No one looks forward to a Goodison derby, do they? Really, but you know, I think if we were ever going to play Everton. Now's the perfect time, isn't it? You know, yeah. the, the crowd. I mean, I've talked to Evertonians, and most of the most of them have accepted Rafa Benitez because of the way he conducted himself in the early part of the season. But if they keep on getting poor results, you know, obviously the uh, the cushions will be out, won't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it seems a bit like it's that's a big item. Cushions on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like I mean, when they got Ancelotti, you know. 
it's Rafa's kind of almost um, repeated that because you get the good coaching, they do really well, then they level off and then they drop. And yeah, it's yeah. like they're kind of, it's like they're starting now. The kind of drops come a bit earlier, but they had some good results. Um, and then they kind of, I think they drew with Tottenham, didn't they? And United. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nil, nil, Tottenham. It's just been defeat, 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 defeat. Yeah, yeah. The drops come a little bit earlier this time. Yeah, but as, as you say, they drew with Tottenham. But other than that, I think they've lost. Uh, that's the one, the one point they've got out the last six games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they've got a tough one on Sunday. Then they've got us. And in, I, in a way, it's mistaken, good I think they might have Chelsea next week as well. It's a good job they had a good start, really. Otherwise, they'd be right down there, wouldn't they? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ale Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. You know, December at Goodison. You know, it's, it, it could be an early Christmas present, yeah. couldn't it? You know, but it's no better place to win in a game than Goodison Park. I'll tell you that now. Yeah. In December, brilliant. in December, first of December, yeah, first of December. Yeah. Yeah. December. It, yeah. It's it's a great place to go and win. You know what I mean? You know, we yeah. let's be honest about it. We don't get beat that often there, do we? Uh, again, I could be giving the kiss of death, but we don't. Um, mm. So as much as it's, it's hostile and the, you know it gets a bit out of hand sometimes, it's brilliant to go there. You know, as you say, PG, don't look forward to it. I do. I love going to go to some. I think it's a great place to go because invariably yeah. you win. And it's well, I'm not, no, I was just saying generally, you know, I think that's the general impression, isn't it? But you know, yeah. I don't mind going there. I don't oh, mind. I, I, yeah, I even go in there sections. I'm not bothered. I, I think we've all been in every part of that ground at some stage, yeah, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Over the years. Um, what are you doing in here? That's yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a load of with a load of spit on your back. Well, never, <laughs> well no, no, I've never yeah, had any. You know, I've, I've never had, had no any. Grief, really. The last, the last grief, time I was no. there in there and was when um, uh, Vestavel kicked it against Dan Hutchison. Oh you know, yeah. I was sitting, the, I was sitting <laughs> up at Bullens then, and level with the eighteen yard line and the street end. Oh, it was chaos. It was funny. We were laughing at ourselves. Hilarious. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it's it's a great place to go and win. You know, it is. There's no yeah. two ways about it. Every seat's a restricted view. Yeah, but it's a whole crowd, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit sly, Steph. I mean, you know, you, you know when you get all these WhatsApp things about Everton, I, I, do you like them? I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm totally indifferent to Everton. I mean, Gerard, do you, do you indulge in these WhatsApp, you know, the, the new stadium? I mean, I thought that was quite funny, that one, where the new stadium... The graphics of the new stadium just booze and yeah, that that, that, I mean, that yeah, was reasonably yeah. funny, but you know, I can't it, do I anything just... like that. I mean, I have a laugh on Twitter with uh, one or two of the lads, like, but uh, as you say, then one of the Evertonians, yeah, 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 but um, that uh, um... you go to taxi club as well, don't you? Everton, I haven't been there for a while now, Peter. Oh, you're bad out. <laughs> No, I'll bad myself out. <laughs> Every time you walk in, the, the conversation changes. Oh, where, yeah. where they are? Me and Pat walk in, they say, oh, where they are? And he, they, their, their attitude and the conversation changes. So yeah, you're yeah. better off where you liked or where you want us up in the 12th man. So we stay up yeah. there now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's all looking you know, pretty good on the football front. But uh, there was this week, there was um, uh, there's a re uh, the fan led review. Uh, and this come directly from the government after the European uh, Super League uh, debacle in uh, earlier on the season in April. Um, it's, a, it's a long report, but, you know, it's been a culmination, really, of fan activism over the years, hasn't it? You know, and the Spirits of Shankly are having their AGM uh, um, before the match on Saturday. 
in the lighthouse. Any, anyone's welcome to go to that. But fan activism, Keith, I mean, you've been heavily involved in the ODAs, haven't you? But, I mean, uh, I know you've probably had a, a quick uh, read of the fan-led review, but do you, do you think it's a, a progressive thing that, you know, the... What do you think the Premier League? The Premier League, you see, and I've heard Christian Pearsall, our ex CEO, on the radio talking about it. Going, you know, it's you know, it's it's ridiculous. This, you know, it's not broken. Why try and why try and change it? You know, but the very fact that the money isn't trickling down to some of the lower leagues means it is broken, isn't it? Because there's so much yeah. money going to the Premier League clubs, and especially to agents and people on the periphery and people like Christian Pearsall. That, you know, it's got to something's got to change. We can't have the likes of Betty going out of existence, can we? You know, no. And the problem with the problem with all this to me is that you've got an elite group of people who, are, who run football clubs in the Premier League who don't like being told what to do by the outside, and they only do it as and when they make a mistake. You know, as you did with this uh, European Super League, they, they, they got dragged over the coals. You know, they, they basically backtracked and they done U-turns, but. The reality is these chairmen, these people are these chief executives, they don't like someone like suppose telling them what to do. That's always been the case. But the what they fail to realise, these people, is that people like suppose and people from the lower leagues, and they're not being disparity by saying that, they know what football is all about. They know what else to do. Our football club should be on. They've been watching their teams all their lives. We, we're lucky enough to be born in Liverpool. You know, I'm sure if we were born elsewhere, we'd support that team wherever we're from, through thick and thin. And then you're getting someone, you know, some... I'd all come in and buying Berry or whoever promised in the earth and then just leaving them in the lace and just they just die on the feet. It's yeah. disgusting. But that's so, only being allowed to happen because the Football League and the Premier League and the FA have just been blinded to what's going on around. They don't care. Yeah. As long as the Do money there, they're not interested where it's coming from. Yeah, but they don't yeah. check. They, but they don't, you know, fitting proper tests for these owners is, is a joke. In a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. And I, I haven't looked at it that much, but I know enough about it to say. You just don't look at it properly. They're not interested. Yeah. Well, some of the recommendations are like uh, a stamp duty style uh, levy you know, on uh, transfers, 10% of the transfer going <laughs> to the lower leagues. Well, I think, you know, who's who's going to disagree with that apart from the agents, you know, or, or the yeah. you know, the football clubs themselves? There's a, a golden share held by supporters that could veto certain changes in a football club from changing their names and selling the ground because we all know if, if FSG had the way, we'd be playing Chelsea in New York, wouldn't we, on the 39th game or whatever. Shadow boards made up of fans who must be consulted by clubs on key issues. Uh, limits of the amount of money owners can put into a club. Um, um, reappraisal of the parachute payments yeah. uh, from the Premier League to the Football League uh, and that type of thing. You know, So a review into the women's game and trials to allow consumption of alcohol while watching a match. Now, you can imagine most owners of clubs would be objecting to that and that. But, and they're talking about uh, an independent regulator. But Steph is, you know, there's nothing that strikes me there that fans would object to. But people would say it's like going into a room full of like 200 fans. Everyone's got a different opinion on what's wrong with football. But would a regulator, would that work? I mean, could that work in football? Or is it, <clears throat> the Premier League is such a successful uh, league and everyone wants to buy into it and countries want to buy into it now and it, the bubble just doesn't seem to be bursting, does it? So, I mean... Steph, it's really, I mean, 
it's hard to know how much power a regulator would have and what exactly they'd be regulating because there's like kind of there's a whole heap of stuff going on there isn't there and um i think it is good to have some independence there but i think also the most um significant part i think is to say that supporters will have you know and the fact that it's been let you know it's the fans who will hopefully get a say on things that matter to them in the coming you know in the future that's like um paramount i think for this to have yeah. any kind of success yeah, but the problem is when people say which fans who represents us. I mean, we the Spillers of Shankly have that all the time, don't they? You know, but I mean, Keith, do you see that as a bit of a problem that people say they don't represent us? They only represent a, uh, you know, a faction. You know, I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? When you're trying to get support or representation. Yeah, of course, and you know, everyone's got entitled to their own opinion. But what I would say about that is that um, is that. The SOS and, and groups like the SOS over the country are the only ones who appear to put their the parapet at any given time to try and sort any problems out. And I'm not saying that uh, people haven't got uh, problems that they want sorting out, but you can't deal with every individual supporter. You know, you just can't do it at, at Liverpool level anyway. You know what I mean? So you've got to you've got to go to the group of people or the body of people who are there to represent the, the, the most people. And that's what the SOS are. You know, are a legally uh, a union. Which have been set up properly in all the uh, elections as they've had done over the last couple of weeks every year. You know, it's properly audited, it's there for everyone to use. Some people don't agree with how they go about it, but that's by the by. If you don't agree, stand up and do something about it, but don't just moan, um, which, which goes on as we all know. Um, but yeah. the reality is, that these football owners, they, they, they've got to be drag streaming and kicking to the, to the table, haven't they? You know, we've had, yeah. had that over the past for, the, for a lot of things. and just with Liverpool, I'm sure other supporters clubs are, 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 have had that with their owners. Um, but I think, obviously, with it being an regu independent regulator, that's going to be a, a poison chalice, that job. I think yeah, yeah, the only yeah. way you're going to get this sorted done is for the government to once and for all put proper legislation in place to make sure that these clubs are accountable to their fans. And if they don't do that, it's just another it's just another whitewash. It's just yeah. playing yeah. games with people's emotions because yeah. they give people hope about they're going to, going to run their football club. And let's be honest about it, unless they do something tangible and put something in place by law and put a proper body in place to run it properly, it's not going to change. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what Keith get said on. there. Get, Sorry, get yeah, yeah that's what Keith was saying there about the spirit of Shankly. People are moaning about it, but they also should remember that if it wasn't for a lot of us and the spirit of Shankly, mostly who called for the workhouse on 77 minutes a few years back, everyone would be playing London prices for your tickets all the time now. And, you know, they got to, he's done well getting the £30 cap on away tickets, Cindy. Yeah, and everyone yeah. was sort of laughing at us when we all walked out. So, look, here they go again, moaning, yeah, moaning, yeah. and doing that. And we put it, it's worked for us, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Could Why you, could you ever... it's like fan, representat fan representation, like we, we should have, every club should have it on the, uh, yeah. they should be on the board, someone should be on the board at every club, shouldn't they? Because as, as Keith and Steph have said, the normal fan, when I say normal, I mean like to ourselves, know what we want. Like yeah. some of these people who buy into the buy the clubs and all like that, they think it's a big cash cow and they're after the promised land, which is the premiership, isn't it? All yeah, the time. Yeah. So you couldn't see yourself going to see Liverpool in twenty forty playing a home game at Wembley. I wouldn't be around 2040 pizza, but I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, you'll be alive. Your own games, your own games, your own games at Anfield. You've got some standard services so we can get up to the service. That's the only good thing I made. Well, the good thing I made up is that we never ever moved around. Yeah. You know, because that's our, that's our, you know, imagine moving into Stanley Park. It wouldn't have been the same. No, and like, remember Rick Parry and Hickson's, let's say it. We've tried every way possible to expand Anfield, and it is just impossible. Yeah. Being proven you know, wrong, like, big time. Yeah, so, Being proven you know, wrong. <laughs> I mean, what a decision to stay at Anfield. You know, yeah. it was like it would have been, yeah. you know, the spaceship. I mean, and we were talking about this the other night. I mean, Keith about uh, yeah. saying we can't change the fridges in three oh six and the I cops know, yeah. because we're moving <laughs> to a ground in Stanley yeah. Park in two or three yeah. years' time. Yeah, so we're yeah. still yeah. getting warm beer ten years later. <laughs> Can we have can we have a step of the podcast on that, please, Peter? That's a very important. <laughs> yeah, but I think the very fact that I mean I know it was um, the government because there was so much publicity around it at the time. You know, the government thought we've got to do something, and the proof will be in you know what the legislation comes in and what actually, and if any money does trickle down, because anyone who knows if you've ever been to to Europe, to Germany and Holland and that. The football facilities are absolutely fantastic, you know. The more yeah. like our cricket facilities in England, because England was based on that cricket. Idea. But, you know, if you go to uh, Buckley Hill, it's the same as it was, you know, when I was playing, when I was a kid. If You yeah. you know, what the Walton Centre is quite good, isn't it? But there's, there's so few of them. In places like Holland, when you've been to football tournaments there, every small town has got a brilliant football facility that's used by the community. You know, it's just... It's it's incredible that there's been we've got the richest league in the world, and people are still getting uh, terrible facilities for for youngsters and, and and lower leagues. You know, lower leagues are like the grounds are dilap- dilapidated a lot of them, aren't they? It's the same as themselves. They're just looking after themselves again, aren't they? The top leagues, and as you said before, nothing's getting filtered down, are they? And I know the parachute payments when teams go down, but as you say, it should be down to the lower leagues, the national league, and all like that. And none of them are getting as early. No, no. But you, 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 can, you can bet your bottom dollar, literally, if Christian Pearslow thinks it's a bad idea, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, some sort yeah. of, uh... Anyway, you've been listening to Ale LaRouge. Uh, thanks to uh, our guests, Keith Colvin, Stephanie Jones and Jared Miles. Uh, hopefully another three points against Southampton and then we go on to Goodison. And we're able to sing those Christmas songs at Goodison again. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and I hope you have a, a, a next couple of games. Hope it really goes well for you, and we all have we'll all meet at Wolves in a couple of weeks' time. You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red Channel. <laughs>